Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. Wrapping up here on Take Command, I'm Craig Hoffman. That is Logan Paulson. And the bugaboo defensively, after we spent 40 minutes on the offensive bugaboo, Uh, of the week in terms of the nine sacks that were given up. The defensive bugaboo this year has been the explosive plays. And it's kind of been Ron's thing that he's been harping on all year. Uh, Let's create them on offense. Let's not let them up on defense. And we know, uh, as we've been talking about it a ton uh, since Warren Sharp was on, how important they are to to point creation in the NFL. And Logan, when I looked at it this week, it, it was really interesting because a lot of times the explosive plays come on a coverage bust and maybe that's a really good concept. Like you kind of scheme it up really well. Players were in position this week, and I think at the end of the day, the way I saw it at the very least was kind of their guys were better, and uh, they had guys that make plays, and the commanders didn't. And considering how this roster is built, I wish that was more surprising, but it's just kind of the reality of the situation, um, which sounds harsh, but is reality. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, when you look at it, I don't disagree with that. I think they're in pretty good spots on a lot of those. I mean, obviously there's a couple, there's a bust on the tight end. There's the two pass interferences on wild goose or whatever. And those plays are bad plays. Right. But I do think like a lot of fuller stuff, like he's in a good position and his hands are even kind of on the football and then the guy just comes down with the ball. And I think that that is, you know, like that's what happens when, like when you get an, uh, a collection and assembly of guys who are good players, especially at the receiver position in today's NFL, like, Look at the great offenses right now. Like they have two, three legitimate guys who give you problems, right? And both of those guys are very high draft picks, very well paid. And that's why, because they elevate a guy like Jalen Hurts. Because I think a lot of those throws are not perfect throws, but those guys make them right. And um, and that's, again, one of the benefits of having absolute studs on the outside. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, when you talk about a stud who can erase that kind of stuff, right? Like a Jalen Ramsey, what he can do. Cause you're, you're a little scared to throw against him. Uh, and, and I think also a safety over the top, like Bobby McCain's a fine football player, but the deep ball at the end of the first half to uh, Jalen hurts or from Jalen hurts to Devonte Smith, like better safety picks that at the very least there's a, there's a big collision. And it's an incompletion gets a hand on it, but that ball's in the air forever over McCain's head. And he kind of winds up, coming in behind Fuller and Smith like he's going to breadbasket it. And it's like, hey, hey, man, we need you to go high point that. We need you to go make a play. Um, obviously, Fuller, you wish, would go up and, and make the play. And, and I think Ron was pretty frustrated uh, on that end when he was talking to the, the media on Monday and, and Sunday night about this, where he's like, we had guys there. Like, we just need them to make plays. And uh, I'm curious, like, what the conversation – like, if you're in that locker room as a defensive player this week, 
what the conversation is amongst yourselves to go like, guys, we've got to finish. Like we've got to make the plays um, as opposed to last week where it's like, Hey, can we get, can we be, can we be even in the run game and like the play calling and all that kind of stuff? Eventually it does come down to, to guys making plays. And I also just don't know in the back seven of this defense, how many playmakers you feel like you really have. Yeah. And, um, it's a tough question, man. And I think one of the things is there's, it's really challenging. It's, I think it's kind of easy, relatively easy to find good wide receivers, like solid wide receivers. I think that's, there's with the proliferation of college offenses, I think that's going to be way more common is just having studs outside. I think one of the things that sticks out to me is it's hard to find good DBs, right? So when you do find a guy like Benjamin St. Juice who played really well and has some upside, like that's a little bit of like a gold mine, right? That's a, that's a big find right there. And I think it's hard for team, like any team you look at, tell me they got two good corners. And I think in most instances, you're probably lying about the second corner. And I think Kendall, Benjamin, William Jackson are good players, but are they elite players at the position? No. And I think no. that's somewhat a reflection of why it's hard to find corners, but it's also a reflection of the NFL in 2022. Like linebacker is a tough position to fill because playing linebacker sucks in the NFL, Right playing corner is much the same right you got a lot of different looks a lot of different guys all the um the rulings and and the calls are geared towards offensive production so you're in a tough spot and so and maybe this is me just kind of being overly optimistic but i say that's for them to go out and do what they did and get tight coverage and, and be in those situations like that's good and i understand ron's frustration frustration about needing to make plays but i'm like man like that's about as good as you could have done by by those guys you know and I think it's unrealistic or it's coach speak for me to be like, they got to they gotta break all those up. And you would like Fuller to break up a couple of those, maybe one of those, like the one in the end zone or the one uh, to Devin Smith, like right at the one yard line that Bobby McCain overruns. And again, you mentioned Bobby McCain, like just again, like I don't play safety. It's a tremendously difficult athletic position, but try to get a hit on that guy. You know, just try to get a body on right. him because you've, you've covered the grass. You're there and you run by it. It's like just try to blow that I think it also just shows the the lack of fear that Hurts had throwing deep like the amount of deep balls that they were like let it fly they they were confident their playmakers were going to make plays over the commander's playmakers and that McCain and or Curl and or Forrest over the top were not going to be factors in those in the way that the best safeties in the game are um and it just shows that like when you don't have elite players, it changes the game. You can play a lot more to the script. You can do things as they're drawn up on paper as an offense because the defense is going to react as you imagine them on paper. And, you know, that doesn't mean they're bad football players. McCain's not a bad football player by any stretch of the imagination. Fuller, St. Juice, these guys aren't bad football players. I think Fuller did not play particularly well on, on Sunday. Um, but I, I think that, like, to me, that was a telling thing re-watching the game was just how often the ball was going downfield and the lack of fear that Hurts had in putting it up. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. I think I do think another element is the rush, right? When you totally. push the ball that's down. That's what I was field, gonna say next. Yeah. Like those guys were kind of quiet. And again, that's one that's one of maybe the best offensive line in the NFL in Philadelphia. And that's one thing it allows you to do. Like juxtapose that with the commander's offensive line and kind of say to yourself, like, how different does that feel? feels drastically different now hurts helps out with that because he's a good runner and you have to you, you have to kind of be more conservative with your rush but yeah man i think that's um it's the rush it's all those things and 
again, I don't think it was bad, but the big plays are big plays and they lead to points. And um, that's a little bit of an issue for sure. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't help when you're tired. And because uh, of the way the offense played, we talked about on the instant reaction pod, uh, defense was pretty tired and uh, they uh, had every right to be because they were stuck out there for a long time. And I just also want to say like 24 points from Philadelphia and you can't like that, that is a winnable game defensively from mm-hmm. a score standpoint. So like that's I think the another thing that's frustrating is like despite all the big plays, despite getting moss, despite bad rushes, like you with twenty four points against that football team, that's a position to be to win, and you just didn't get it done because you your offensive efficiency was so poor. And I don't think I'm saying anything earth shattering there, but like yeah, if, if you would have again, if you would have told me on, I mean when we did the pregame show, like if you would have told me that they only scored twenty four points, I'd be like we're gonna win this game because the offense is gonna be able to put put up twenty eight. And they just couldn't do anything, and that's disappointing. Definitely. All right, uh, that's it for this week's pod. Uh, something I want to get to on Friday's preview show. What do they do with St. Juice? He was so good outside, and he was so good outside last year uh, in the short stretch that he played big minutes. What do they do with him? Do they just kick him back inside? We'll discuss on Friday as we preview things moving forward. Uh, we're also hoping to be joined by someone from our Dallas uh, podcast. So looking forward to that as well. Make sure you're subscribed anywhere you get your pods to make sure that you get each and every episode delivered right to you. The analysis you can only get right here on Take Command. Uh, we'll see you Sunday for Countdown to Kickoff. And until Friday's pod, hope you have a great week.